Glory to God. We stand on your promises. Hallelujah. We thank you for the exceeding great and precious promises that we will look at today. With great expectation, we've gone into 2019, fully expecting for you, hallelujah, to do the exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. We give you the glory today. Thank you for speaking to us by the word and by the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Father, for this place that you have set apart. I believe that you saw this from the foundation of the world. You've turned a movie theater into a place of worship. Hallelujah. And you've turned a place for your people to be and to be serious about the kingdom of God. And we glorify you for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. And I want you to open your Bibles this morning to the 91st Psalm. We're having a series called Great Expectations. And we're talking about we can expect God to protect us. For everything in the Word of God, there is a God's, there is a Godward side and a manward side. There's God's part, and then there is our part. In Psalm 91, in verse 1, it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That means to dwell, to stay, and to live in this secret place. Incidentally, you can get the first installment of this teaching from last week. This is part two. Notice with me, our part is to dwell, and then our part is to say, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, He is my fortress, He is my God, in Him will I trust. These are words that should be coming out of our mouth regularly. Amen? So let's say this together. You are my refuge. You are my fortress. And I trust you with all of my heart. So faith-filled words are extremely important in our lives. The whole universe was created by faith-filled words. And God has placed on the inside of us the God kind of faith. You have in your heart the ability to take His Word, believe it, and speak it. And then God watches over His Word to perform it. He is the performer, but you and I are the believers and the speakers. Amen? So we will say of the Lord regularly. And then what will happen? Well, He will deliver us, verse 3, from the snare of the fowler. The snare of the fowler. Of course, that it speaks of a, a bird which sets, and they set up traps for that fowler. So how many of you know the enemy has traps that he'd like to set up for us? But notice with me, he delivers us from those things and from the noisome pestilence. Verse 4, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will trust. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. So we know that the enemy walks about as a roaring lion, but I've discovered that when I'm in the secret place of the Most High, I'm under his wing and he can't find me. <clears throat> Some of you will get that a little bit later. <laughs> Amen. He can't find you because you're under his wings. Verse 5. And then, of course, this is our part. We need to resist fear. Fear is everywhere. We know that God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. He said, Then thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, ten thousand may fall at thy right hand, 
but it shall not come near you. It shall not come near us. Only with our eyes shall we behold and see the reward of the wicked. The Amplified says, Only a spectator shall you be, yourself inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High, as you witness the reward of the wicked. Now notice with me in verse 9, and here's where we pick up for this morning's lesson. Because... You have made the Lord your refuge. In other words, you're in the secret place. You're living in Him, living for Him, and dwelling in Him. <clears throat> and the Most High, your dwelling place, there shall, there shall no evil befall you. Neither shall any plague, neither shall any accident, neither shall any violence, neither shall any epidemic, neither anything from hell, glory to God, shall befall thee, nor plague come near thy dwelling. I think that's good news. That's another good thing to say regularly. Thank God, no evil befalls me. Neither does any plague come nigh my dwelling. Thank God, thank God for that. Amen? Now notice, he tells us one way how this can happen. Verse 11 in the Amplified says, for he will give his angels <clears throat> a special charge over you to accompany and defend you and preserve you in all your ways. That's your traveling ways. That's on the job ways. That's in all the ways that we go. Amen. He's given his angels special charge over you. To defend and preserve you in all your ways of obedience and service. They shall bear you up on their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. So this morning I want to talk to you about angels. I'm very familiar with angels. I married one. Amen. And she ministers to me and for me. Hallelujah. But there's very little teaching on the ministry and the function of angels. Angels are not chubby little babies wearing diapers. They're not cupids shooting arrows on Valentine's Day. You know, Hollywood is full of different things about the paranormal and these various things. Recently, they came out with the guardians of the galaxy. Well, the angels that... That, that are assigned to you, they're not a bunch of ragtag group of misfits. No, no. But thank God they are heavenly enforcers. Yeah. And every one of you have a guardian angel. Yeah. All of us do. Now Jesus said something very important in Matthew 18 verse 10 when he was talking about children. In Matthew 18 and 10, he says, Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you, that in heaven their angels, plural, do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. So I think it's very common for people to believe that children have angels. We can remember when John was just a little boy and he was swinging, he would always look up and smile and look like he was having a conversation. I believe babies and our children see angels. Amen? Now, Many years ago, Brother Hagen, who is our spiritual father, still our spiritual father. You know, my dad, John L. Thomas, went to heaven in the 80s. He's my natural father. He doesn't cease being my natural father. I'll see him again. He's in heaven. 
Amen? And just because Dad Hagen is with Jesus and was with the Lord doesn't mean he's any less my spiritual father now than he was then. Amen? And so many years ago, he had a vision. Jesus appeared to him in an open vision. And the Lord began to talk to him about ministry and different things. And standing right by Jesus was this huge, large angel. Huge, large angel. And Brother Hagin said, now, now, Lord, who is that? He says, it's your angel, and he has a message for you. And Dad Hagin said, my angel, my angel. And the master spoke to him, and he says, why would you think you lost your angel just because you grew up? Why would you think you lost your angel just because you grew up? I declare to you, we probably need him more now than we did then. <laughs> so when we talk about angels, we don't want to get, you know, all weird. And we're not to worship angels. We're, we're not, we're not to, to pray to angels. But we are to understand their purpose and their function. So that we can uh, cooperate with them, if you will, to see some awesome things happen in our lives and in the lives of, of those around us and even in our nation. So these angels then have been given charge over you. That is that they guard you, they protect you, they defend you, they are, dis they are assigned to watch over us and to take care of us. Isn't that good? Now, you may not be able to pay a security guard 24 hours a day and seven days a week, but you have a guard or guardians that are out of this world. Amen. Can you just raise your hand and say, thank God. Thank you, Jesus, that you've given us angels. This whole building today is full of angels. I think mine's standing right over there. I'm serious. I can remember being in a prayer meeting when I was just a baby Christian. Now I was about 20 some years old and we were in an intercessory prayer meeting in the days where, you know, intercession uh, was really, really uh, 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 prominent, if you will, in the body of Christ. It's coming back strong. Amen. Some people got off with it, but thank God for intercession and groanings and travailing. Amen. For the lost and for our nation. But anyway, we're down in this basement back there in Wilmer, Minnesota, where I got saved and in Calvin Plumley's, uh, Plumley's basement and praying with several people. And uh, this little girl, who now is a pastor of a church in Wilmer, this little girl said, I just saw your angel after the prayer meeting. She said, he was really big. He looked like Mr. Clean. Hallelujah. <laughs> so without a doubt, without, this place is full of angels. But not to worship. They're heaven's enforcers. Oh, and they get involved in a lot of areas of our lives. They really, really do. And uh, sometimes we want to do a whole series on the subject of angels. Brenda did one, which was absolutely awesome. In Psalm 34, in verse 7, in the New Living Translation, it says this, The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivers them or rescues them. So you want to do your level best to walk in the fear of the Lord. Amen? To walk in the reverential fear of the Lord. To make sure that everything between you and the Lord is good. Because you want the angels of the Lord encamping around you. They camp around my house. They camp around your household. They're camping around this whole property. 
We've drawn a bloodline around our whole property. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we plead the blood of Jesus over our property. And we declare that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. No perpetrator shall come in and cause havoc in this place. For this is a place set apart for God. Amen. And so what you need to do in your home is you need to get real bold about that. Go out in your yard today and draw a bloodline around your house. In the name of Jesus. Thank God he's given his angels charge over you, charge over your property, charge over your loved ones. I pray all the time for you guys. I pray all the time for my family. And one of the things I pray for is protection. And one of the things I pray for is the angels of the Lord. Praise God to do what they do. See, many of us would not have made it this far without angelic protection. Is that right? Now, one thing we need to make sure of when, when, we, when we understand that we have been protected, when we know that God has just done something, we want to make sure that we give God all the glory. I mean, everyone on the job or everyone in the city may have the flu, but you didn't get it. And when you're asked the question, well, how come you didn't get sick? Don't go into this, well, I eat right. And I work out. Why not just give God the glory and say, the Lord protected me. Amen. I've been vaccinated with the 91st Psalm. Glory to God. Have you got your vaccination shot yet? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Or someone comes up to you, man, I saw that person just go right through that red light and probably drunk. And man, how did he, how did he miss you? Don't say, well, <laughs> it's my excellent driving skills. And I just happened to have my ginkgo biloba this morning. And I was very sharp. No, no, give God the glory. Amen. I think right now we ought to raise our hands and give God the glory for all that he's done for us. All the protection. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's not done. He's not done. He's not finished protecting you and loving you. You folks, if we're going to make it all the way to the finish line, we're going to need some heaven's help. I said, we're going to need the heavenly helper, the Holy Ghost, Jesus, the Son of God, and we're going to need angels on assignment for us. Amen. How many of you are interested in making it all the way to the finish line? And when your course is finished, how many of you want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. And so there's just plenty of them to minister for you and to you on your behalf. Amen. You see, the Bible says they excel in strength and that they hearken to the voice of his word. In Hebrews 1.14, it says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who are heirs of salvation? Amen. So, They even get involved in your finances. Did you know that? I said they even get involved in your finances. They have a way to influence situations. They have a way to connect you to divine favor. I don't know how it happens. I just thank God I know it happens. If demons, devils, and evil spirits can influence people for wrong, the angelic hosts of heaven can influence people for good. Are you listening to me? And so claim what you need every year. Claim what you need. If it's not enough, claim it. Ask God for it. Claim it. 
then tell the devil to take his rotten, stinking hands off your money, off your favor, off your job. Whatever the case may be, you just bind him up. For Jesus gave you the authority to use his name, and that which you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Therefore, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you can bind the principalities, the powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world. You can render them harmless and ineffective against you, your family, your money, and everything about you in the name of Jesus. Woo! <laughs> I just preach myself happy. Glory to God. Claim what you need. Put your stake in the ground. Don't settle for less than God's best. Well, my job can't produce it. We're not talking about your job producing it. We're talking about the head of the church. We're talking about him being involved in your daily walk, in your daily life. Him going before you as your provider and connecting you and hooking you up to divine favor. Claim what you need. Tell the devil to take his stinking hands off your money. And then say this, ministering spirits, angels of the Lord, I loose you right now. Go and cause the money to come. Go and cause the job to come. Go and cause the favor to come. Amen. How many of you believe that? Hallelujah. So understand this. There are just plenty of them. There's plenty of them. There's plenty of them to minister to you and for you on your behalf. There's no shortages of angels. In Hebrews, the 12th chapter in the 22nd verse, it says this. For you are come unto Mount Sion. Mount Sion is a type of the church. And unto the city of the living God. I thank God our God is alive. We loose ministering spirits right now all around Washington, D.C. We take authority in the name of Jesus over any demonic forces arrayed against our government, Republicans and Democrats alike. We bind you, devil, in the name of Jesus. And we loose the ministering spirits all around Washington, D.C. And we're asking, Lord, for a revival in the capital of our nation. We're asking that truth prevail. And an awakening begin in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And this is Brekeste Motore Niste Lebo Delegation in Gomonge Dizemane. And this is Profayete Keshese Motoa. And these are things that must be prayed about. And these are things that must be activated through your words and also your prayer. For I would remind you that I said the effectual fervent prayer. Of a righteous man availeth much, and it makes tremendous power available. So as you speak my word, and as you pray in the Spirit, yea, saith the Lord, I go to work on your behalf. Even the angels of the Lord go to work on your behalf, on behalf of this nation, on behalf of your government. So rejoice and be glad. This is not a day to be forlorn or sad, for these are the days of the body of Christ. These are the days of the great awakening. These are the days of my church. Be glad and rejoice. Amen. For the Lord is at work in your nation. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, I sure doesn't feel like he is. Sure doesn't look like he is. We don't live by feel like. We don't live by look like. We live and walk and speak and pray by faith and not by sight. God can turn a nation in a day. 
He can turn your financial situation around in a day. Hallelujah. You know, the enemy's a liar. Who is it says that? The devil is a liar. Oh, take any pick, Medea or T.D. Jakes or whatever. The devil's a liar. And he's under your feet. How many of you ever heard his lies before? We've all heard his lies. One of the biggest areas you'll hear lies about is your, is your, is your physical health. Another area that you'll hear his lies about is your financial area. And so there's been many years, you know, where uh, we fight the good fight of faith here. How many of you know your faith pleases God? And so you fight the good fight. And so you fight the good fight of faith. And you speak faith-filled words. And the enemy comes in like a flood to lie to your mind. But yea, saith the Lord, keep your mind set upon me. For all the answers that you need are in me. And so rejoice and be glad, for I'm at work in your life. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And so there's been years, you know, where it just didn't look like we're going to make it. But I've heard the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord has come unto me saying, the year ain't over yet. It ain't over till it's over. Don't ever forget it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So so in Hebrews 12, 22, he says, But you are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. Folks, there's myriads of angels out there. You and I are not by ourselves. We are not by ourselves. And so the word of God is clear. God's created angels for specific purposes. Let's look at one example this morning of their role of protection and their role of deliverance. From 2 Kings chapter 6, we're going to begin in verse 11 in a moment. But just give me, uh, I'll give you the backdrop of this. The king of Syria is trying to capture Israel. And the prophet Elisha keeps knowing exactly where they're going to try to capture him. And he keeps showing Elisha what to do. And so God was keeping them. Amen? Yeah, amen. That just goes to show us that the devil doesn't have the upper hand. And so the king got all upset about it. And he was going to set himself against the children of Israel. Notice with me in verse 11. It says, Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? Verse 12. And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king. But Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that you speak us in thy bedchamber. Wow. Drop down to verse 14. Amen. Get ready to use that illustration, honey. Praise the Lord. Verse 14. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host. Everyone say a great host. And they came by night and compassed the city by night. The devil is a liar. He is is the prince of darkness. He came by night. Verse 15. And when the servant of the man of God got up early and went out, behold, a host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. 
And his servants said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered and said, Don't be afraid. Everyone say, Fear not twice. Fear not, fear not. And he answered and said, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. (laughs) Hallelujah. The servant looked out at the thousands and, and all of the enemy, and he led one, two. He said, Really? He's thinking, Really? In verse 17, and Elisha prayed. Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes. Oh, hallelujah. I pray the eyes of our understanding being enlightened. I pray the eyes of our hearts be flooded with light. Open his eyes that he may see. Were his natural eyes open? Surely. But what the prophet was praying about is open up his spiritual eyes that he can really see as it really is. Amen. I pray open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire. Amen. He's the God who answers by fire. Full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. I got a question for you. Who's driving those chariots? I said, who's driving those chariots? I tell you who it was. It's with the angel, angelic host of heaven. Not little stinking, wimpy, cupid babies. Not stinking, wimpy, but not wimpy, cupid babies. The world is so fascinated with demonic activity. So fascinated with the paranormal. You can hardly go to a decent movie and get through the interviews without there being some crazy sci-fi demonic thing trying to minister to you. I just like to stay out in the hallway and eat my popcorn until they're done. Those previews are demonic. If you're going to movies like that and you don't think it's bothering your spirit, you're wrong. You're wrong. Sometimes I'll hear a curse word and immediately I say, no, I, I, can't, I can't do that. I can't watch that. I plead the blood of Jesus over my soul. Amen. And so, you know, how many of you remember the show Ghostbusters? You know, both Ghostbusters came out again, you know, a couple of years ago. You know, so what if demons can rattle windows? So what if they can move furniture? So what if they can shut doors? Not in your home. But the angels of the Lord shake nations. They move mountains. They shut the mouths of lions. I declare to you that greater, bigger, stronger are they that are with us than those that be with them. Amen? And so his plan for the church, his plan for you, is that you will not be stopped by the enemy. I prophesy over your life today and over your family, more are they that are with you. And the things that God desires to do in your life shall come to pass because the mighty hosts of angels are at your command. Amen. Amen. So that's a story from the Old Testament. If we turn this service over into testimony services, we'd all have angelic protection stories. But I want Brenda to come and share with you an up-to-date one. This is a powerful testimony. All right. Well, this is taken from a book by one of our friends. It's called Angels, Heaven Helping Us, Pastor Mark Brzee. 
And it was uh, happened a few years ago. A woman in his church who was a police officer had this incident happen to her. So one night, she's just out on her regular patrols. It's kind of late at night. She's all by herself. And she gets up to this stoplight, and she notices over at, at this bar on the corner that there is this car there. And as soon as they turned on their headlights, the Holy Ghost said, follow that car. So following the prompting of the Lord, she followed that car. And she thought, well, Lord, I can't arrest him without probable cause. So she saw immediately that one of the taillights was out of the car. And so she kept following him. And then he started to weave. And she could tell he was probably driving under the influence. So she turns on her siren, pulls him over. He pulls over. And as she's sitting in her car, he swings the car door open. And she said the biggest foot she ever saw came out of the car door. <clears throat> and the guy stood up. And she realized, oh, Lord, what have you gotten me into? He's massive. He was like 6'5", huge guy. And she happened to be about five foot, <laughs> little bitty woman. But she, so she saw this, and she gets on the radio, and she says, send backup. And the radio says, oh, we're trying. There's nobody in the immediate area. So she's sitting in her car. Well, what do I do? I'm five foot. This guy's huge. So she decides she's going to get brave and courageous because the Lord told her to do this. So she gets out of her car and she yells the best yell that she can and says, uh, raise your hands. So she said the guy, you know, he did exactly what she said. She starts walking toward him. And she says, put your arms out. And when he did, she saw that he had a pistol in his waistband. And she's like, oh, dear Jesus, what have you gotten me into? But she continues toward the guy and starts to give him orders. And she says, so she couldn't, uh, couldn't begin to search him. He was so tall. So she said, get down on your knees. And this huge guy did exactly what the little five-foot officer said. And she realized when he got down on his knees, he's looking up above her head. And she, again, in her radio, she says, send back up. And to that, the man said this, what's wrong with the one you've got? And she realized at that point, he was seeing someone that she didn't see. And she didn't know what to say. She was startled for a moment, but she heard herself say this. He's a rookie, and he likes to fight. <laughs> At that, the man continued to stare above her head and said, Well, I sure wouldn't mess with him. So she gets him down on his knees, goes over, gets her handcuffs. This guy's completely cooperating with this little bitty police officer. And he's not even looking at her. He continues to look above her. And he says, he starts talking to him. And he says, where do you get your uniform? I know you're so big. There's no way you can get that off of the shelf. And he continues to go on and on and say all of these things to her. And then he says, you don't talk much, do you? And at that, she looked at the guy and said, he doesn't need to. The guy completely cooperated with her. Backup never came. She searched his car and found out he had all these illegal weapons in there, printed out a rap sheet. He was also, he was under, uh, he, he had a rap sheet if he'd committed murder. He had assaulted police officers. But he cooperated completely and fully with her. This little bitty five-foot woman made this arrest of this really bad guy. 
die with the help of this gigantic angel standing behind her that this man saw. She didn't see him. But he did. And that just proves the point. Sometimes we don't know that they're there. We can't see them. That's right. But whenever those coming against us, they need to see them, they'll see them. God opened their eyes. Ooh, Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> How about that one of the missionary with the 26 angels? Is that the one you wanted me to tell? No, tell that oh, one too. Okay. Okay. How many of you like these good stories? <laughs> they're awesome stories. Amen. Okay, well, there was this missionary out, this was years ago, out in Africa, and he worked out in the bush, but like every month he had to go into town and he'd buy medical supplies cause for the village there. And on one of his trips, when he went in to the city to buy these medical supplies, which were worth money, the, he saw these two young men fighting, and he went over and tried to break up the fight. And they, you know, they saw who he was and what he had. Well, that night he was heading back to his village and he didn't have enough time to get back before dark. So he camped out in, out in the jungle, out in the bush. Well, as he's there in the bush, he sees there's these guys out in the, out there, you know, out there watching him, but nothing ever came of it. So the next time he goes into town, he, uh, uh, next month, he sees these two young men again. And they came up to him and they said, we want to know who were those men with you? Well, this missionary is relating this story because I wasn't prepared for this. Let me back up. He's relating this story. He came home on furlough and he's relating this story in his home church somewhere in the Midwest. So as he's relaying this story of what these young men said to him, the young men said, who were those men with you? We saw all the medical supplies, everything that you had. We followed you out into the jungle with the intention of robbing you, killing you, and taking all of those supplies and selling them for money. And the missionary is like, no, I didn't have anyone with me. The young men said, Oh, yes, you did. We saw them. They were huge. They were armed. And that's why we did not approach your camp. So as the missionaries telling this story in his hometown, this one man jumped up and he said, when was that? And he started to tell him the date when this happened. And the other thing about it, the young men said, yes. You had all of these armed guards with you. We saw them. We actually counted them. There were 26 of them. We couldn't believe you had that kind of army with you out in the bush. So in his home church, this man jumps up and he says, when was that? He gave him the date and the time. They compared the difference. That man said, wow. He said at that exact moment, it was morning here. It was night there. I was at the golf course preparing to tee off and the Holy Ghost came on me and it was so urgent that we needed to pray for you. I started to call different men in the church to come and meet me at the church to pray. All of you men that came that morning to pray, would you please stand up? They all stood up. The missionary started counting them. One, two, three, four, five, six. There were 26. Hallelujah. Every one of those men, I believe their angel, went and protected that mission. Glory to God. Come on, let's give the Lord a shout. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so there, are, there is no less angelic activity today than there was back then. No less. As a matter of fact, I believe angelic activity is on a big increase. When you get to the last of the last days in which you and I live, there are two kingdoms coming. One is the kingdom of darkness. The other one is the kingdom of God. And just as the kingdom of darkness is throwing out their venom and their vomit in the earth today, so the kingdom of God shall not be outdone by demonic forces of hell or demons in this earth. The kingdom of God is alive. The kingdom of God is well. And so along with greater glory and greater manifestations and marvels and signs and wonders, so shall there be a greater increase of angelic activity. Angelic activity. As you pray for nations, as you pray for your city, as you pray for the schools in this area, so shall the angels be released and protect the schools. Hallelujah. As you pray, they shall be released. As you say what my word says, they shall go to work on your behalf. There'll come a greater increase. The kingdom of God is not increasing. The kingdom of God is increasing. And it's not only increasing in Nigeria, and it's not only increasing in various parts of the world that have and are experiencing revival, it shall happen right here in the United States of America. There shall be an awakening. There shall be those things that many have prayed and many have desired for not years, but decades. And along with that, there shall be a greater degree of heaven's help. Aren't you glad? <laughs> Hallelujah. So, so break it down, folks. It's not just for the nation. It's not just for schools, but it's also for you. It's also for your life. Amen. I want to close with looking at Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 14. We just feel like this morning we just need to stir you up for protection. Stir you up for protection. In the name of Jesus, amen. One young lady came up and asked for protection. We're going to pray over her loved ones and also over yours as well. But notice what's with me in Hebrews, the first chapter and the 14th verse. Let's read it together. Ready, read. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Are you not an heir of salvation? Are you not an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus? So those ministering spirits are here right now. Send forth to minister on your behalf. Amen. How many people here would say, Pastor, I desire to have prayer today for protection for my loved ones and for my own life. Stand up if you would. Amen. Just stand up. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. What about the rest of you? Amen. Amen. What about the rest of you? Glory to God. Pastor Tom, if you'd please go to the piano. 
Glory to God. Thank God for the anointing. Thank God for the unction. Oh, prekese manaya. Oh, brekiste lemandro kosa pane de la brande. Father, right now, we come before you on behalf of all of our members, all of the people that are in this auditorium right now, all of our friends, all of our partners, all of our families in the name of Jesus. And we are asking right now for supernatural divine protection for them in all of their ways in their traveling ways, in their financial dealings, on the job, in the city, in the field. We're asking for supernatural heavenly assistance on their behalf in the name of Jesus. Now, devil, we know that you are a defeated foe, but we just are here today to remind you that you are under our feet. Say it with me, therefore, in the name of Jesus. We take our dominion. We take our place. You told us, Lord, that we would tread upon the lion and the adder. So we take our place in Jesus' name. And we put a stop on the devil's snares. We put a stop on his tactics. We demand you and your demonic forces to desist in your maneuvers against our lives against our family, against our loved ones. In the name of Jesus, glory to God. Now ministering spirits, you that are assigned to me, you that are assigned to this nation, you that are assigned to my family, we loose you right now. Go, go in the name of Jesus. Minister for us. Minister protection for us. Connect us, Lord, with supernatural favor. We release you now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lift both hands and say with me, the angels are working. Protecting me. Protecting my loved ones. The angels are working. Causing the word of the Lord. Causing the goodness of God to come to pass in my life. Oh, I think we ought to shout and give Him glory. Oh, glory to God.